Welcome, Braves Nation, to the Ethos Braves Podcast. I am your co I'm your host, John McKay, and I have to have my amazing co-host on their side. There we go. There we go. How's it going? Good, John. How's it going with you? It's going. Um <laughs> little bit of a later night last night than we're used to because the Braves were in Arizona, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yes. I don't like the late nights, by the way. Especially for you. it's even worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> um, this probably will be the Michael Harris show, because I'm going to brag and brag and brag. Hmm. Absolutely. Yes, well, you should. Um, surprise, you know, you and I were um, uh, texting on, what's well, Friday, and, and um, I believe it was Friday, wasn't it Friday? Saturday? So. One of those? Yeah. Um, he gets Saturday. Saturday. Um, oh, yeah. He he gets the call up and uh, you know jumping from Double A up to Triple uh, A, but he had had a very successful run at Double A and and um, you know you're not asking uh, you're not asking the rookie to do a lot. Uh, he's you know played well defensively in center field, which is what what you expect. You know he's batting ninth and uh, you know couldn't have asked for any better weekend. Got his first hit uh, and uh, you know you can't. You don't again. You're not asking him to do a lot. You're asking him to play uh, center field, play some defense, and you know you move Duvall, um, move him around to maybe more of his natural uh, setting, whether it be left field or right field, uh, whether Ronald's playing or whether Ozuna's playing, and and uh, you know, hey, it's it, it's a good thing. I hope he sticks. Let's put it that way. You know, they they uh, sit down Travis Demerit. He had been struggling a little bit, but. I hope he sticks. I hope he stays, John. I, I do too. Um, I've watched him since he was at from Rome to Mississippi. I've never seen him at Mississippi, but he he's always got a cannon for an arm. I've always I love his speed. I love his bat tool. I mean, he's to me he's a five tool player. Well, John, you know we we talked about him at you know at that spring training too. He had a really good spring training. Thought he might actually. Uh, get to stick with the club coming out because of Ronald uh, being hurt, and, and you knew he was going to be out that first month. But mm-hmm. it was Demerit who got to got to stay, uh, and and Harris was sent to Double A, knowing that he probably would make that quick jump up to Triple A, and the potential of maybe even uh, making that jump up to the big leagues by the end of the year. So he's just a, a few months ahead of schedule, I guess. And and as you mentioned it, you know, with Drew Waters being uh, hurt as well that that kind of hurt uh, I think the potential maybe to bring him up but uh, I, I do hope he sticks I, I hope he gets a chance to to, to play because I think as you mentioned you know that five tool player uh, being able to play center field uh, boy does he add a lot of speed out there he, he adds uh, a lot of things and we saw him make some great plays over the weekend as well um uh I've heard about a catch that he made. I didn't see it. I didn't hear yeah. it because I missed it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he dove, caught the ball, uh-huh. almost barehanded. Yeah. Yeah. He dove. He dove, and instead of it, I, you know, weird things have been happening, I guess, over the last couple of you know, last couple of days. Monday night, the strange play with Matt Olson and, and, and missing what should have turned out to be a double play. And then you had uh, uh, Harris – uh, diving for a ball, and instead of it hitting his glove, it hits his hand. 
I mean, hits him square right in the palm of the hand. He puts it in the puts it in the glove, and um, you know, it just it was one of those where you know you always say use both use two hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he he used one hand and got it in the glove to make it two hands. So yeah, it was a great it was a great catch. But again, as you said, you know that's what he brings to the table, being that five tool guide and uh, the defense and 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 the way his he uses that speed and uh you know Adam Duvall may not be catching that thing he's probably no. playing it on a on a hop or something like that and and it was uh Harris and then making the the crazy catch that he did and you know those are the kind of things that if if your luck's going bad uh you know you you break a finger or break a hand or something uh with right. something like that so uh, anyway, he made the catch. It was a great catch. And again, that's the defense that he provides. And I think, you know, that's something we're going to see probably for hopefully many years to come. Now, I know he got his first hit on Saturday when he got called up and got a, he scored a run. He scored the only run against Sandy Alcantara, which, hey, Sandy Alcantara is their ace. So, um, yeah, that guy I'd like to forget about um, because uh, he was dealing, uh, you know, I, I felt at times we had chances to, uh, you know, get some runs home um, and and we just didn't do anything about it because we'd strike out or, or uh, something, something, something. And, um, you know, I, I believe if I recall what happened in that stretch where Harris scores a run, um, we, we had to, if, if I remember this right, you know, as you said, all the games kind of run together. Mm-hmm. Um but Harris scores the run, um, and then Acuna, I think, got thrown out at third. Mm. Um, and the replay, they went back and did the replay. And this, again, I, I love replay, but it seems like it's like extra innings. Mm-hmm. We cannot win a replay challenge. Nope. Okay? Nope. Um, and so they, the uh, Marlins challenged, and he was called out. And to be honest with you, there was no evidence whatsoever that should have overturned that play. Uh, If we're looking at it from the grand scheme of things, it looked to me like he got in. It looked to me like he got tagged on his behind when he's sliding in. It looked to me there was no evidence that showed his hand was not there or anything like that. So I did not understand why. That, you know, I, I don't blame Acuna for making that run, for running on that. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to get in scoring positions, especially against Alcantara, who, as you well know, they only scored one run to begin with. So you're trying right. to get in position to get another run home, and, and you get thrown out. But there was no evidence whatsoever, and that just killed a little bit of a rally that they had going. And all of a sudden, you know, the opportunity to score a few more runs, just like last night, just like Monday night, same thing opportunity to score a few more runs goes by the wayside because of a of a call that just didn't go your way and that seems to be like the way the replay I don't understand the replay challenges by the way I I get the fact you know there's got to be overwhelming evidence but sometimes there has been so much overwhelming evidence to overturn a play Mm -hmm. that they still don't do anything about it and that's what drives me bananas and in that case I felt there was no evidence whatsoever that would overturn the play. But again, I felt like, oh, we're in trouble. They're going to call him out. And they did. And they called him out. I could not believe it. I was yelling. I said, you got to be kidding me. And then <laughs> and my son's like, what happened? I said, replay. 
it's like extra innings replay. Yep. I can't believe it. Anyway, that sorry, I'll get off my soapbox on that. But um, but that but but that's how you how quickly you can as we were texting this morning. You know, one play turned the tide, and that's exactly what I think that that happened. You know, you you feel like you're getting comfortable. You know, getting in there and 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 against Alcantara, and he was you know he was dealing. He, I think he, he he may have struck out 400 guys on Saturday night. Uh, it was a close number. I'm off by just a little bit. But he struck out a lot of guys on Friday night, and we just didn't hit the ball. And I get that. You're going to do that. But you also put yourself in a position where you put a little bit more pressure on somebody by getting a run or getting that guy at third base to where you got the potential to get another run. And, and things change because now as a pitcher, you operate a little bit differently to where you're trying to hold on to the lead and, you, and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and, and you make a bad play, you make a bad throw, and all of a sudden the game's, you know, turned into three or four runs and, and you lose it. So, anyway, replay. Uh, on Friday night, get on get to Friday night, Ian Anderson and Trevor Rogers game. What did you think of uh, that matchup between those two pitchers? Um, I thought Ian Anderson pitched great. Um, you know, I, I thought as, as, as we were moving along, as it was a, you know, as it was a struggle, you know, in the beginning to get any runs at all, uh, up until the fifth, the Braves finally got three runs, but the Marlins came back and got four of their own in the sixth. And, and that's what, you know, kind of bothered that chased Ian out of the game. He had, he had been on a pace where I thought that he was going to be, going to be able to, uh, go like eight, nine innings, maybe. Um, and then all of a sudden he, he only went five and two thirds and gave up four hits and four and runs, but I thought he pitched well, John. I, I thought that was one of his better games because I thought he was dominant that night. Uh, um, I've got the score. It was six to four. I can't remember how many runs Ian gave up, but I thought he, he gave up four. Yeah. Four? Okay. Yeah. He gave up four. I, I, again, I, I thought he, I thought he was great. I, I thought he was not nibbling as much as what he normally did. I thought he was very dominant. Um, you know, much like when um, – it seems like when Spencer Strider, you know, he pitched Monday night, and we'll talk about that. But it seems like, you know, there are certain guys that can get – that can throw the ball and get that first pitch out or mm-hmm. something like that. I thought he got a lot of that on uh, Friday night. I, I thought it was um, – you know, he got in trouble in that um, – in that – sixth inning and of course they had to go out and pull him and four runs scored I get that the bullpen came in with Stevens and Mentor and Jansen all having um, you know scoreless innings which were great um, but I, I, I again I, I saw just flashes of what I think Ian Anderson can be on Friday night or Saturday you know, Saturday night sorry um, and I, I saw that at Friday night I, I saw what he potentially could be uh, as a pitcher and, you know, again, he was on pace. He, his, his innings, his uh, pitch count was very low. Uh, and, and it was one that I thought, you know, all of a sudden he's going to go eight innings. And, and then I, I should never said that when I'm thinking about it because all of a sudden he turns out and he, you know, he, instead of, you know, that 10, 11, 12 inning, then he comes out and throws some 20-something, 25 or 30, and, and all of a sudden he has to be taken out of the game. But still, uh, I, I thought a good, a good game from Ian – uh, and, and a good comeback. You know, they scored three runs in the fifth and then let the Marlins score four in the sixth and came right back in the seventh and scored three runs of their own. So, 
uh, you know, a good a good night, uh, a good hitting, and and able to score runs again, which was uh, which was a good thing. That is the key. Um, am I remembering correctly that the same kind of situation happened to Ian that happened to Spencer last night that uh, he he had allowed two runs and then the first pitch that the guy that came in to relieve him it was a line drive double down the right field line. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, and, and again, as a pitcher, you know, or as a relief pitcher, you know, they used to not ever keep up with those kind of things, but you know, they keep up with holds, which mm-hmm. is basically, uh, whether or not you allow any runs to score or not. Uh, and that's what that stat is. They used to never keep up with that, but, but yeah, Stevens came in and gave up, uh, let the let the run score. Um, but still, Stevens pitched a good game, uh, mm-hmm. two innings, uh, and and you know you can't you can't complain about that. Uh, and even Monday night when when Dylan Lee came in uh, and ended up giving up uh, the uh, two three runs that he did, uh, that never should have happened because yeah. the double play with Matt Olson, you know, dropping the ball. That double play happens. He's out of the inning. And it's a two-one game still. Cool. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, uh, Stevens still still came in two innings and two strikeouts. So, uh, you know, I'll take that every every time from from Jackson Stevens. We're going to need a guy like that with a little more uh, longer relief, I guess, than say a mentor or or say you know a, a Will Smith and uh, you know Kenley Kenley Jansen's going to pitch you just one inning. So, um, but it was still a good inning, but. Uh, you know, no hold for him because he let those runs score. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I was texting you about this. I think it was Azuna that I was talking about that was a hot lot that night. I know he had a home run. No, Ozuna has been uh, just absolutely uh, on fire. It was not. Um, it was not Friday night, but it was Saturday night. Uh, Saturday. Well, I mean, you look back, Ozuna. It's probably Friday night was the first time. You know, you can look back and say, well, Ozuna has been hot. Well, that Friday night he was 0 for 4, but then you look at Saturday, Sunday, and, and then, you know, Sunday, what, he had two two home runs on Sunday. That's uh, and then, and then uh, you know, carrying it on over into to Monday night as well. He has been hot. He has been turning on the ball. You know, Kenley Jansen gets those hips going. Well, when Marcel Ozuna gets those hips going, man, he has been rocketing the ball, and it seems like everything that's coming off, of his bat has that exit velocity of, of a hundred plus miles an hour. So, um, you know, he has definitely shown being uh, staying in that third hole, staying in that third spot in the lineup. He's definitely gotten back to where that's where he should be. Uh, you know, he, he was moved out a little bit, you know, with Snit changing the lineup around, moved out a little bit, uh, moved around, which, Again, that's just a tool that the manager uses to try to get him comfortable. And apparently he found himself uh, comfortable in wherever it was because he has certainly been hot these last uh, few games. And that's good to see because, uh, you know, Austin Riley's kind of been uh, hitting the ball well again. Uh, and, and guys like that, you need to get you need to get somebody up there to protect them. And, and uh, certainly Ozuna is that guy that can do it uh, because you don't want to pitch to Ozuna. You don't want to pitch to a guy that's hot. And, uh, you know, you're going to give good pitches to, say, an Austin Riley or, or somebody like that. Um, so who would you say your standout was from the game on Friday night? Uh, my standout was I, I got to go still with uh, Ian Anderson. Uh, you know, everybody had uh, their fair share of, of hits. 
you know, Ozzy had a hit, uh, Austin Riley, Darno, uh, Contreras again, uh, you know, what, what he's doing is great. Even Demerit had a hit and, and Acuna came in, uh, pinch hit, uh, and then ended up scoring. But, but I still have to go with Ian Anderson. I thought probably one of his better games of the year. And you're going to look back and you're going to say, well, let four runs score. Well, okay. Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. But, and he did have three walks, which that's another thing that he's probably going to kick himself on for doing. But, but my standout would be Ian Anderson because I thought he, he pitched probably one of his better games of the season in a game, you know, that we needed it, open up the series with a win. And, and I thought he pitched uh, he, I thought he pitched fantastic on Friday night. Well, what a move by Snitker, Brian Snitker, to pinch it Acuna in that spot. Yeah. Um, you know, again, um, you're looking for somebody to come in off the bench to give you a little bit of fire, to mm. give you a little bit of momentum. Um, and let me think about that for just a second. Oh, hey, Ronald. Hey, what are you doing? You're not doing anything today. Come on in. <laughs> let's pinch hit you and let's get you in the game. Because, I mean, look, I, I, and although I have thought that, that, that quad or that whatever he's got that's bothering him a little bit, I, I think you're, you've seen that over the last couple of games because mm-hmm. those long ground outs that he, he used to be able to beat out, and he still can, but when you've got a problem with, with a leg that's causing you uh, a little bit of pain, you don't run as fast, you don't want to run as fast, you don't want to stretch it and have further problems and further complications. And I've seen over the last couple of games where I thought at times he didn't run as hard um, and, and he might have the chance of making it a close play or even making it that he hadn't been. I don't have a problem with that because – I, I know this is a long grinding season and it's certainly one of those where um, um, that she needed to, that, that he needed to get going and, and we need him the rest of the year. We don't, you know, he can, he can take the breaks now that he wants, but, but um, you know, that's a guy again that provides the energy um, and, and he's, you know, something that, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that's a weapon uh, whether he's in the game or not, uh, and I and I say when he's not in the game, there's always that possibility that as a pitcher that you could see him coming in even though he's not playing. And right. of course that happened, and and that's you know that's just another thing to have in your back pocket. Uh, and you know he gets on base, he ends up scoring. You know we end up having a big rally, and and lo and behold we end up winning the game. So, uh, but but Ronald is is um you know a, a big time player you know he's a he's a, a leader on the field in in many different ways he's a leader in the dugout and uh you know he he just provides something that I think that as we've talked about with Michael Harris can provide as well and if you could get them going back to back oh my goodness Oof. you know that's that's even that's even a more deadlier combination but uh but yeah you you could kind of sense the fact that you might see Ronald in the game at some point just to provide that energy and lo and behold energy. And he got on base and he, he gets home and uh, you know, it works. <laughs> he's, he's that kind of player. Exactly. What do you think a starting pitcher's mind goes through when he sees a starting lineup and Ronald, and then you always know that he can be, or he can pinch it. Yeah. You know, again, it might not necessarily be on that starting pitcher, 
to be thinking that. It's going to be on those guys in the bullpen that are probably going to be later in the game because that's probably where you're going to see him. Um, you know, if he's not playing in the game, uh, you're probably not going to see him except in that pinch hitting role later in the game. Uh, so it, it's on the it's on the guy in the bullpen to think, oh, well, Ronald is there. Uh, that could be the potential. Um, and again, as a as a either a starting pitcher or as a bullpen guy, um, you make a bad pitch to Ronald, he's probably going to hit it pretty hard and hit it out or somewhere. Right. Um, you 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 um, if Ronald is patient and all of a sudden he's on base because he walked, well, that puts even more pressure on that pitcher, you know. So he does a lot of things just standing at the plate, mm-hmm. um, you know that 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 would bother a pitcher just because you know if he gets on base. He's probably going to try to steal, and that's going to put him at second base. And right. now all it takes is a hit to get him in. So that's going to put a lot more pressure on my defense because I've got to hurry things up. So it's just that that mindset, uh, and you know it's coming. Uh, you know he's going to be there. And, you know, if he's not, uh, you know, if I'm Brian Snicker, I never say that Ronald is not playing in the game. Right. Um, you know, yes, he's not in the starting lineup, but I'm, I've always got him there. You know, it's like – Bill Belichick used to always, uh, you know, he kind of skirted the rules with with whether or not guys were injured. Uh, you know, he would just say they're kind of day-to-day. And that's just because he wanted the other team mentally to know there's a chance that Tom Brady might be out, but there's a chance that he's playing too. Mm-hmm. And so mentally you always wanted them to know that. So that's what they had to prepare for, but that's also what they had in their mind to know Tom Brady's playing or Ronald Acuna's playing – we got problems. We got to figure out how to get him out. And, you know, he just causes a lot of, a lot of heartache for many, many different people just by standing in the, just by standing in the batter's box. Right. Right. Um, moving on to Saturday, uh, the Braves end up, lo- or the Braves end up winning uh, six to four on Friday night. I can't remember if I mentioned that. Um, yes. And then Saturday night, switching to Saturday night, um, the Tucker Davidson show comes back and, you know, he didn't pitch that bad, in my opinion, but I didn't see much of it. Um, well, four to one to an ace in Sandy Alcantara. So, yeah. Um, what did you think of Tucker? Um, I thought, and and I I recall correctly, I think he's um he's already been sent back down. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, I thought pitched well. Five innings, uh, three hits. He only gave up an earned run. Uh, the walks. You know, you look back. There's he, he walked four four guys, um, and he struck out three. Uh, you know, it's just it's one of those where we just didn't score any runs, John. I mean, um, you know, Alcantara, uh, I, I mean, what more can you say about a guy and how he pitched? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was fantastic. And, oh, by the way, he struck out 14 guys. Yep. Okay? Oof. 14 guys. Um, what are you looking at? In a normal nine-inning game, uh, if it was three up, three down for all nine innings, what's that, 27, I right. think is what that is. Yep. So if if Alcantara, if you look at that, that's 14 out of what would be 27, basically. Uh, he over pitched half. Yeah, over half. He pitched eight innings, too. So he didn't even go. So that would be 24 uh, if he faced the minimum. Uh, so – and we know he didn't face the minimum because he gave up four hits. Mm-hmm. So you know that – He's going to face 
he faced what four extra batters. He he didn't even walk anybody. So he faced four extra batters basically. So so you could go on that twenty eight. So half the guys he faced, he struck out. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's an amazing stat right there at over half. Well, yeah, oh no, half half the guys he faced, he struck out. That's an amazing thing. So that tells yeah. you tells you what that you're probably not going to score a lot of runs uh, <laughs> that night. That's one of those Max Freed games where, uh, you know, you give me a run and I'm okay with that. Well, they, they gave Alcantara a run plus a couple more, and he was okay with that uh, because he ended up just finishing everybody off. But if you if you had a – if I'm Ian Anderson or if I'm with Tucker Davis and, you know, those young guys, you know, it, it just goes to show you throw the ball up there. Uh, if they hit it, great. If they don't, you know, they, they strike out. But But – he didn't walk anybody. Didn't walk anybody, uh, and that that's a you know a great stat line uh, to to know that you don't face any extra batters, uh, and so not a lot going on. So you you can't you know if you you ask you know who I thought was uh, you know the performer of the night, I'd probably say that it was Alcantara. Uh, just I, I mean I know it's on the other side, but um, but but Tucker pitched a good game too, though. Uh, I, I I don't discount that. Uh, five innings, probably one of his better games. And yes, I know he got sent down, uh, but again, I think he'll be coming back anyway to begin with. Um, and and of course, the teams are still carrying fourteen pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, so they're still carrying a lot of pitchers. And and again, John, we're still searching for that fifth guy. Right. Um, we're still searching for that guy that can that that can fill in that spot. And and that I guess that guy that's going to fill in that spot getting ready to do some rehab and that's Mike Soroka. Uh, and, and hopefully he'll be that guy when he comes back, that'll fill in for that fifth starting role. And then obviously go into the regular rotation next year and, and be uh, part of uh, a four or five man rotation, whatever they decide to go. But yeah, still searching for that guy. And I think Tucker has that potential to be that guy. Um, but, but somebody's got to feel it, John, and we just ain't found it yet. Um. I know I agree with you on that. Um, now, speaking of the demotion or the sending uh, Tucker Davis Davidson back down to Double A or Triple A, sorry, Gwinnett, um, yeah. they did recall or they did um, get the contract of he- Jesus Cruz or release. Yes, and yep. they DFA Tyler Thornburg. Thorn yes. Thornburg, I can't talk. Yes, him too. They they did they yeah. Uh, so they they released Thornburg. Uh, and then they called up Cruz, who did get the opportunity on Monday night to pitch. Um, he didn't do bad. And yeah, no, he didn't do too bad at all. Uh, you know, weaved in and out of a few things. So um, um, yeah, and again, fresh arm coming up, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, if you're going to allow major league teams uh, to continue carrying 14 pitchers, uh, maybe you should do that a little bit longer, uh, just to stretch that out. Uh, spring training, you know, only having a, a month of spring training, maybe you should stretch that out a little bit longer. But, uh, yeah, Jesus Cruz called up and got a chance to work in the game on Monday night and, and did a did a great job. But uh, I, I I get the feeling, though, that's going to be more of a short-term thing, mm-hmm. although he's had a great year at Gwinnett, in my understanding. So, But I do get the feeling that's going to be a short-term thing. And somebody like a Tucker Davidson, uh, you know, will be back up because um, – you know, Spencer Strider, where do you where do you fit Spencer Strider? And it seems to me like 
um, you, you know, you don't hear many times of a pitcher uh, being a five-tool player, but it appears that Spencer Strider could be one of those guys uh, on the pitching side of things just because he's been great out of the bullpen. Um, he could probably more than likely close games. Mm-hmm. Um, he can provide you with two, maybe three innings in long relief, or he can start. Right. Um, and he can he can pitch, which I've, I've advocated, and we both have advocated maybe getting that starting job. Um, and, of course, Monday night, uh, you know, they got up to that, which they said that, you know, he was going to get to that 70 pitch mark. And that's what he did. And it appeared he was getting a little tired there at the end, uh, struggling just a bit. Uh, but that's just stamina uh, mm-hmm. is all that is. And, uh, you know, eventually going to hopefully get a little bit longer. But, you know, all you, you know, you asked for five innings and he almost did it. As a matter of fact, he wasn't, wasn't far off and, and should have gotten out. Yeah. Should, should have gotten out of an inning uh, and, and no, no problems, but, but still, with Strider moving to the to the um, to the starting job, and I think he deserves another chance too. To be like honest it. with you, um, I think you know even giving up uh, the the runs that he did in the first inning, he still didn't throw a whole lot of pitches, and and that's that's what you look at. But but trying to find that that next bullpen guy, and that uh, appears to be Jesus Cruz for the time being. Um, getting back to the Serenity game that Tucker Davidson pitched, um, I may be a little biased, but I gotta give my star of the game to Michael Harris. I mean, coming up in his first game, getting a hit, yes, on yeah, yes, and game. and he, yeah, and and Johnny, he faces Sandy Alcantara in his first at bat, exactly. And he, he he looked a little um, overwhelmed at the time, and they and they were. Um, we were in the midst of uh, cleaning up my son's room. You know, as, as an 18-year-old, my son still loves Legos. And so uh, he loves to build these things. And they don't get smaller, John. They get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to find space for those. So we were in the midst of kind of cleaning out his room a little bit. and Or at least I was in the midst of going back and forth of watching the game. Um, and, my, you know, my wife jokes that, if I had the opportunity to have three TVs on in the house so that I wouldn't miss any of any game that I could go back and forth between the TVs, that's what I was doing. I was going back and forth and I really wanted to see Harris bat in his first at bat. And he looked a little um, overwhelmed in that first at bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden it kind of kicked in. He gets a hit, uh, you know, he scores a run, uh, you know, he gets a hit going the other way, uh, which is a good thing. Um, and, and he looked a little bit better, but he's facing one guy that he probably never, ever, ever, ever would see at, mm-hmm. say, uh, Rome or Gwinnett or somebody, something like that. No. He's facing Sandy Alcantara, a guy with uh, plenty of experience throughout the course uh, of a major league career. And he, he is one of the recorded strikeouts, but I guarantee you he's going to tell you that guy's pretty good. And yep. he ends up getting a hit. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, absolutely – and you know, immediately showing off the glove work as well out in the um, out in the outfield, and he he just looks you know comfortable out in center field, and and uh, but boy, getting that first hit, and and the Marlins knew it too. They immediately turned, and when it came into short you know the shortstop, he immediately turned and threw it over and made sure that uh, you know that went back to the uh, Harris home for the first hit of the year, and awesome. and um, I hope. 
I hope, again, I hope it's many more to come. I hope that's not one of those. I, I gather, though, that if, if they do have to send him down, he's going to go to Gwinnett, I would mm-hmm. assume, uh, since that's where he was headed probably anyway to begin with. But right. I hope, I hope, I hope he sticks. Uh, but, but, yeah, getting his first hit, that's, that's the highlight of the game right there. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I, I, I can't tell if this is my bias creeping in or my, my statistical brain kicking in, but I think you'll stick. Ah. I can't tell. I hope. I hope so. Um, you know, defensively, and, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out my, um, you know, this is just my opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. so so don't think anything bad of me talking about anybody. I like Adam Duvall. Okay, I, I think I do he too. does have his uh, he does have his place. Um, but in my personal opinion, strikes out way too much. Um, is probably never gonna hit you much over two twenty two thirty with a lot of strikeouts, um, and you're probably paying him, uh, you know, more than you really want to. Um, and, and so honestly, um, for me, I would rather see Harris out there playing, uh, because I think he provides something a little bit different for you. Mm-hmm. Even when Ronald's ready to play on a full-time basis, uh, we get Eddie Rosario back. Uh, I think that's just another, uh, you know, another, uh, a good player that's coming up. Boy, would I love to see Orlando Arcia in there a little bit more since he had been hitting the ball uh, pretty good. Uh, if you, you're DH in Acuna, I mean, a DH in Ozuna, he's he's going to be the guy not in, in the outfield and somebody else. You know, that's where I would like to see it. Right. Uh, if it was if it's my opinion. that And, again, that is just strictly my opinion. But a guy like Duvall strikes out too much, and I'd, I'd like to see these guys get in there and play, and and I think that's what's going to end up happening anyway to begin with, is guys like that are going to come up and, and push other guys out of the way. So I'd rather just go ahead and see it done now and, and get started and maybe get breathe some extra life into this offense and defense. Um, so moving on to Sunday, the Braves win 6-3. to three. Um, This was the Jorge Soler show with uh, – Three yards <laughs> for himself. It should have been the Braves three, Jorge Soler, or the Braves six, Jorge Soler yes. three. Yes. Now, um, and again, uh, if <laughs> I would have, I wish we'd have kept Jorge Soler. Yeah, I do. Um, I wish that uh, that guy, you know, because boy, can he hit the ball. Uh, I mean, he showed that in the World Series. Mm-hmm. But then again, John, he is playing for the Marlins. Um, yep. And my son and I have joked this so many times. Well, he'll be back on the team at the trade deadline. <laughs> you know, yep. that's the way Duvall was. Right. But last year, you know, Duvall went and played for the Marlins, and all of a sudden, ching, he's back on, you know, he's back on the team again. Um, but, boy, can that guy hit the ball. I mean, it seems to me like that guy swings the biggest bat um, and it seems like every time he swings it, um, it it's going to go a thousand miles an hour off his bat mm-hmm. and it's going to go, you know, what, what, one of the Marlins, what Monday night hit one 496 feet, uh, as a home run. 
you know, it's going to go 500 feet every time. Boy, what a what an impact player! And not to got let off last year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Sinker put him in the leadoff spot, and what an imposing guy like Acuna coming in in the leadoff spot. And um, you know, it's kind of like um, was it Garrett Cooper? You know, you can't get that guy out either. Mm-hmm. And that, that you know, Solaire the same way. And you make a mistake, and he's going to make you pay for it. And he certainly did uh, make make his pay by getting himself a couple of homers and three RBIs, and he even walked in the game too. But, but uh, boy, that guy, um, you know, and he showed his worth last year in the World Series. Uh, and but, but still, still, you know, a, a, still a great player. I think m- more potential uh, at that than, than Adam Duvall. Yeah, I know Solaire's going to strike out a lot too, but I, Solaire seems to be on base quite a bit too. Uh, which is a which is a big key. So um, you know, maybe maybe all we can do is hope, right? That, that maybe that guy's back on the team again. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, I think it's cool how before he came to Atlanta last year, he was struggling with Kansas. I believe it was Kansas City. It was. It was Kansas City. Yeah, he was. I think yeah. somebody the Braves turned his career around. I, I yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, they always say. Um, Guys struggle with teams and give them a fresh start, mm-hmm. uh, and and look what happens. Um, you know things things uh, change. Uh, you know so much. You know mm-hmm. even even guy even a guy like Roger Clemens who who um, you know had great pitching with the with the Red Sox, then all of a sudden went to the Blue Jays and and the Yankees and turned his career around. Um, and and so you know you look at guys like that 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 just have um, you know, c- continue to to play. You can probably ask um, half of that Mets '86 World Series team. Uh, a lot of those guys were kind of not necessarily rejects, but you would kind of classify them as that guys that were kind of put off and and uh, thought that they weren't you know anywhere worth their value. Mm-hmm. And look what they did. They go out with the Mets and win a World Series. Well, that's Solaire. Um, and you're right. He, he, I think he has turned his career, but also he's a talented guy. And I think even Alex Anthopoulos knew that coming in. And that's why I'm kind of surprised they didn't sign, sign him, mm-hmm. re-sign him, uh, because of his age, his potential. Uh, but then again, you know, we seem to have been outfield heavy anyway to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would have, at least on my standpoint, would have stuck with Solaire rather than sticking with Duvall uh, if you had to trade him, whatever, just because of the potential. And, and maybe he knew also he wasn't going to be able to keep him that long. But, you know, we got guys like Waters and Harris and coming up, and those guys are supposed to be the future. And, and you've got Acuna out there already. And, you know, Rosario is that guy that, you know, you, you're counting on uh, to, to be that player. So, you know, Solaire was expendable. Uh, and all of a sudden he goes to the Marlins and, and uh, turning that career around uh, thanks to the Braves and thanks to that World Series championship and thanks to that World Series MVP uh, that he was. And, uh, you know, confidence. And it, does, it does lots of things. Solaire could have stuck in Kansas City and, and been at the bottom uh, yeah. and not been able to do any good. Instead, he got to a different team with a different mindset, with a different philosophy, uh, with one that, um, you know, is um, – you know, it, it's just different. Uh, the the bench was different. The players were different, and 
uh, all of a sudden he he becomes different and changes, and lo and behold, look what you get: World Series MVP. I think culture has to do with it because him, the, uh, that whole the way they, you know, mixed in with the culture of the Braves, you know, Solaire, Pearson, uh, Rosario, yeah. all those guys, they they blended in really good with, and I think that's what helped them. I do, I do. I, I think that's what really helped him. And as, I guess as long as you don't play fantasy football with Jock Peterson, you're okay, right? Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up later if you saw that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, culture's it. Um, you know, look at the Kansas City culture over the last. Yes, did they have? Do they have a World Series? Uh, they do. What in '15 they got a World Series, I believe. I think um, so. And 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 it was a it was a good run for them in '15. Uh, they got very fortunate uh, that they got themselves a World Series, but then nobody's on that team from that 15 year. And it was a short time after that that everybody kind of departed and went to other places. And, uh, you know, winning changes culture a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've talked about the Mets and how I think that they will uh, potentially fall apart. Um, well, will they? You know, Buck Showalter, who has been – a winning manager who brings a winning culture to a team has changed kind of the culture of the Mets. It seems like, um, you know, they are, uh, they've changed things. And so winning changes things, uh, Mm -hmm. coming to an organization that is used to winning games, not used to losing games, not used to being 15, 20 games out, um, middle of the year and having no shot at getting to, uh, getting to the playoffs or getting to a, a World Series or anything, that's, you know, that's hard to play for, mm. uh, to be honest with you. And and even playing for the Marlins and Don Mattingly being a manager who brings a winning culture there too, if the front office is not involved in that winning culture, then you're never going to win regardless of what manager you are. Right. Um, you know, you can bring a lot of things to the table, but if the front office is not interested and in all they're interested in is the money part of it and making sure they make money and not lose money or making sure they don't spend the money they have, then it's going to be a struggle. You know, even uh, with the the Rays, um, you know, they've been able to bring in some great players through their farm system, but they don't keep them very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they don't want to spend money. Uh, they definitely are the team that don't want to spend money. Oakland has always been that way too. Um, you know, those guys, usually don't stay very long in Oakland uh, just because of that. So, so culture being in a different spot and being in a winning atmosphere and being with guys that in, have fun and enjoy playing the game can change you as well to where all of a sudden with a manager like Brian Snicker, who's a little more maybe relaxed and he's not always staring you down all the time because you strike out, he's mm. probably going to come in the, you know, you strike out, he's probably going to come in the dugout and say, everything okay? You yeah. know, instead of what you strike out for, you know, right. I mean, it's just that kind of manager. And, and that can change you as a ball player to know, hey, I can relax up there. And with a guy like Jorge Soler relaxing anytime, boy, when he gets relaxed, he hits the ball 500 feet. He hits the <laughs> ball out of out of Houston. You know, I mean, that ball still going that he hit in the World Series. I mean, Absolutely. you know, those are things. Same way with Ozuna. You know, Ozuna is a guy who – Yes, I'm going to move you around, Marcel, but I think you know I'm trying to get you relaxed up there. It's what I, it's not right. a emotion. It's just a way 
to get you relaxed. And all of a sudden, he moves a couple of times. And what happens? He starts hitting the ball. And, and okay, Marcel, I'm going to put you back in that third hole again. And, and uh, you know, he, he continues. But I think that, you know, the manager being relaxed and, and the front office knowing that they traded for me, they traded for me, um, it, you know, can have a lot to, to – it can go a long way to your confidence as well. Um, I know these are two quick things, and then we'll get into the game on Sunday. Um, Roger, speaking of Roger Clemens, his son made his major league debut this weekend. Made the old. Uh, yeah, well, um, well, look at okay. So I have to say, oh, talking of old, okay, um, <laughs> when you see uh, when you see Bo Bichette, which uh-huh. is Dante Bichette's son, and you see. Uh, a Biggio out there, and you see a um, you know a Guerrero, Vladimir Guerrero, and you see Fernando Tatis out there, Junior. You know those guys. Now I'm really feeling old. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's really you know to see the kids of the guys that you grew up watching and that you idolized growing up. Right. See the kids come around. It's just yeah, wow. I just. I can't, you know, say enough about how old I am. But it's fun watching those guys, you know. I mean, uh, that's what my son's going to experience in a few years. He's going to see some of these guys that now have kids that you watch growing up, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, and, and it's fun, and it's fun to watch. Uh, it's fun to see how those kids are because there's certainly not any pressure on those guys, right? I right. mean, you're the kid of a Hall of Famer. You know, you should be, uh, you should be, you know, you should be great. Uh, why aren't you great? And sometimes there's as much pressure, you know, just ask Michael Jordan's kids, you know, everybody, why aren't they great at basketball? Well, sometimes it just doesn't translate. And sometimes, you know, in this generation, they don't want to put as much work into it as well. That's like the Dill, uh, Dill senior to Dill junior complex. Uh, sorry. Yes. But he wasn't as good as his daddy. No, no, no. And that's a shame because I was a huge Dale Earnhardt fan. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I was a huge junior fan as well. Um, yeah, you know, the Intimidator, there was nobody like the Intimidator. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Intimidator was like Michael Jordan. You know, those two guys would fit in very well together. Uh, you know, Michael would tell teams, who's guarding me today? And then he would laugh because it might be their best guy out there, and their best guy might give up 40 points, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, senior would ask, who's going to try to keep me from winning today? Yep. And nobody raised their hand because he just run over them, basically, you know, and that's kind of the way Jordan was. But Junior wasn't that away. Junior, I guess, a little bit more business-oriented, although Senior was, too, in a whole lot of sense. So, you know, yeah, sometimes the, the kids of, of the, the major league players or, you know, NBA, whatever, football, sometimes they get a bad rap because they're not as good as, as um, mom or dad, either mm-hmm. one. Um, and, and that's, you know, you don't want to put all that pressure on them. And sometimes they live up to those expectations, much like, uh, you know, uh, you got the Bichettes and, and the Tatis and Guerreros, and those guys are living up to their reputation, but sometimes sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's unfair to put those expectations on those kids because those kids can go on and do other things in life, and you may not have any idea what they do. Right. Um Don Mattingly, you mentioned him earlier, has almost managed as many games as he played. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he probably would have had a longer career if his back would have allowed him to to hold out a little bit. 
Um, it's funny because um, if I recall, Don Mattingly's from Evansville. Really? And, uh, yeah, which is about an hour and a half from where I live here in Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you want to talk about his son. Um, growing up, um, he had a son uh, when my nephew played. I coached my nephew as well. And when my nephew played, Don Mattingly had a son that played baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, played uh, and, and came to some tournaments here in Murray. I never had the chance, never had the opportunity to see him. But they, all these tournaments, we all ran in the same circles. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you would, you would run into, um, you know, his team. So, uh, but, yeah, he's from Evansville. Uh, and, and, you know, a great player, great hitter. Um, and, and I think, you know, a great manager. Uh, it's just there are times where even he's not, I, I, I think, given the opportunity or given the chance. Um, but, but I do think strategy-wise, you know, that'd be a guy I'd like to talk strategy with because I think uh, he's not going to be that analytics type person. You're not going to tell him who to bat, when and where. He's going to do it himself. Right. Yeah. And then um, the other thing I was going to mention, um, Tampa Bay's uh, minor league affiliates kill the Braves yes. every year. They are <laughs> Bowling Green. Well, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I would – honestly – if you're looking at minor leagues, you know, it used to be the Dodgers always, you know, every, every new guy that came up with the Dodgers was going to be rookie of the year mm-hmm. uh, back, back in the day. Um, you know, even uh, Chipper Jones, the year he had should have been, should have been rookie of the year, but some guy like, I think Hideo Nomo got it that year oh. or something. Oh. Um, yeah. And, um, but every seemed guy? like, yeah, really no kidding. <laughs> Through the late eighties, um, early nineties up to mid nineties, um, those Dodger guys coming up were always the, you know, the, the, the big time guys. Mm. Um, and, but now it seems like that has shifted quite a bit to where I think the Braves farm system is very, very good. Uh, and I think the Rays farm system is very, very good. Um, and, and, you know, again, the Rays have had some talented guys. Uh, they just haven't, you know, they, they just get them young. And they don't have the veterans on there because they don't want to pay them. And then obviously they go somewhere else. Um, and you know they've they've had some great teams. And uh, but the the Rays are are pretty good year in and year out. Uh, and you know got great players. But again, that all goes to upper management. Mm-hmm. Uh, is upper management willing to do the scouting? And I think that's where uh, John Sherhoats and 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 Bobby Cox and Alex Anthopoulos, those guys have made sure that those scouts. We're out there looking for players uh, and, and are able to find the great players. And there's a, a great crop of players coming up for the Braves. I think um, the Mississippi Braves and the Montgomery Biscuits proved your point last year when they were in the Southern League uh, Championship Series in Double A. Uh, Mississippi yeah. ended up winning that series, but it was a really close series between the two. So, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Bowling Green is always at the top. Um, they ran away with it last year. Charleston. Um, they ran away with it. Um, and then, uh, oh, the Durham Bulls, they're, they're usually pretty good too. So, yeah, the Durham Bulls. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, um, you know, it's all about scouting, uh, you know, every player, if you, uh, again, we've talked about on this, you know, on this podcast before about John Morant, you know, and that was just a happen. Uh, you know, one of the Murray State coaches just so happened to be somewhere 
scouting another player goes into a gym and sees this guy named John Morant playing mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, was going to get a sandwich or something and all of a sudden pops in the gym and, and sees John Morant playing. It's like, we got to have this guy, you know, and that's kind of the way it is. You can happen upon those guys. And, uh, but that's just all due to the scouting uh, and, and, you know, who's, who's scouting who and who's scouting where, because let's face it, there is a, there is a boatload of high school players, college players that don't have a chance to go to the major leagues. Right. Um, but, you know, you get put in front of the right scout, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. And all of a sudden you get introduced to a whole new ball game and, you, and you're now in the, in the major or at least have that path in the major leagues. Now, I can tell you only one guy from around here um, has uh, and, and he was from my hometown had a, had a, even a chance to go to the major leagues and, and he was a pitcher and he had, he kind of had that Spencer Strider uh, look to him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, had a dynamic fastball. We maybe even talked about this before a dynamic fastball, um, you know, that good uh, slider uh, strider slider, you know, whatever that was mm-hmm. go with it. He could also play in the field too. He was a very good hitter and a very good fielder too. Uh, left-handed, you know, through uh, no hitters in, in, in high school, went on to play in the Dodgers minor league system and then blew out his arm and never was the same after that. Uh, so came back home and, and even opened up a, a small training facility. Doesn't even do that anymore. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of guys that get that opportunity. Uh, and it's those scouts job to try to find those guys that deserve that opportunity. And it's a hard job. Right. So, getting back to the game on Sunday, uh, the Braves ended up winning six to three. Um, who is your standout from this game? Well, you know that guy that pitches is pretty good. That's Max Freed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went six innings, um, five strikeouts, three walks, only gave up one run. Um, you know, bullpen came in and and did a pretty decent job. Uh, Steven struggled in one inning, but uh, it didn't really matter. But um, that guy at the top, again, you know, Ozuna had a good game. Austin Riley, Matt Olson had a good game. And Albies and, you know, that Contreras guy still hitting the ball. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, but Ozuna's hitting the ball. I mean, just fantastic hitting the ball. Uh, and that's good to see up at the top. Uh, you know, Ronald was over four, but uh, Dansby had another hit. You know, you know Dansby's kind of been hot lately, too. Yes, um, yes. And then, you know, filling in in that number two hole, which – you know, he may struggle and he may come out of there and somebody else may go up there. That's kind of been the mantra of, of Snitker to keep that revolving door at the number two spot. And that's fine. Um, but uh, but Dancy's been pretty hot. But, you know, you got to look back at Ozuna that, uh, you know, we were texting back and forth and uh, he's definitely killing the ball and continuing to kill the ball. And that's, you know, that would be where I would look for, for my guy on, on Sunday. Um, I would agree with you. So, moving on to Monday night, the Braves travel to Arizona to face the Diamondbacks. And a little bit, they pitched Zach Gowan versus uh, Spencer Strider. Can you imagine Zach Gowan if he hadn't been traded to the Diamondbacks? He was going to be on that pitching staff with Alcantara? Uh, Yeah. I mean, and he pitched a great game, honestly. Uh, You know, the thing that (laughs) – and we were texting back and forth last night during this, too – the, the thing that really got Gallon the most, and even got the Braves too, um, the umpire strike zone at times was about the size of the end of a pen. 
Uh, it was very, very small. Uh, and he, he walked to Cunha and at one point, and, oh, he was, he, you know, and the umpire was headed out there to uh, confront him about it. And then the catcher jumped in, and then uh, Troy Lavello came out, came out and got thrown out of the game immediately when he ran, he ran out there. He right. said his choice, said his words, and, you know, let him have it, whatever. But still, the strike zone was, was very small, something I haven't seen much of lately and i'm not advocating by the way going to robot umps i don't know that i like that too much but mm, but uh, the strike zone was was small and you know as a major league hitter uh and ma- you're talking about major league pitchers you're not asking him to throw it you know so perfect every single time you'd like the strike zone to be wider uh what? you know i always thought if i umpired a game in in um, in little league or something like that you know, I would always go remind both teams my strike zone is going to be wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a as a coach, and I coach for uh, way too long, by the way, probably 20 years in, in Little League uh, with my nephew and then with my son. As mm-hmm. a coach, I would love it if an ump came over and told me that the strike zone was was going to be wide uh, right. because that's you, you remind your guys, and that's what I would tell – I would have loved it with my son being out there pitching because I just reminded him to go out and pitch. You right. Know, just go out and throw the ball. The ump said his strike zone was going to be We had one ump that had a strike zone the size of what the what the major league ump strike zone was last night. And it was difficult to throw in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Gallon just, you know, let his emotions get the best of him at that point. And, um, and, and even some of the other guys that came in with the Braves, you know, they were frustrated with it. Um, and, and it was just, it was different, uh, something that I, I hadn't seen much of, but then again, you know, Matt Olson drops a double play ball, which I don't know, but I've seen that in a while either or heard it or, or whatever. Uh, so just some strange things last night, uh, going on out West. Um, it was funny to listen to uh, Joe and, uh, Ben on the call. Cause Joe was, uh, he's, he's whining again. He's whining again. Yeah. I can just hear Joe saying that right now. Um, I listened to, um, I listened to Sunday's game. I went outside and, and, uh, it was a, a, you know, beautiful day. So I was, I listened to the back half of Sunday's game, uh, Mm -hmm. and watched the front half, but listened to the back half on the radio. And, um, so yeah, I can just hear Joe now saying it. Um, you know, I like those guys. Those guys are, are, are good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed listening to, listening to them when I get an opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's, it's many times where, on a Sunday afternoon, I take my phone out and either go wash cars or do something out in the yard, and I take my phone with me mm-hmm. uh, and and listen to the game uh, just so that I can keep up with it. But uh, but yeah, I'm sure he was. I wouldn't necessarily say whining. Uh, he he was frustrated, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess it came down. You know the umps they don't like you arguing balls and strikes. That's going to get you the easiest uh, exit of anything. Right. And he stayed in the game. And that was good. The manager got kicked out, but he stayed in the game and, and ended up uh, finishing it. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, this was the game Spencer Strider pitched um, and, you know, struggled in the first inning, uh, you know, was, was better after that. And then unfortunate in that uh, fifth inning where uh, they had a tailor-made double play and, and couldn't get out of it, which allowed a couple more runs to score, which, which went on his uh, resume as well. But, but still – um, you know, just not able to score any runs 
and, and had opportunities to score runs and just couldn't get it done, uh, even to the point where I believe they had second and third with one out, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get any runs home. At the time that the game was two to one, and they couldn't get any runs home, the opportunity to make it three to two, which again changes things up just a little bit, and they couldn't do it. And of course, Matt Olson struck out uh, in that uh, top of the fifth with those runners on second and third, and then came back and committed what wasn't an error. Uh, he'll probably tell you it's an error because you can't assume a double play, but he should have caught it and they'd have been out of the inning. So something I haven't seen a first baseman do in a long, 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 long time. I can understand trying to scoop it or whatever, but the ball was thrown right to him. I guess just closed his eyes, closed his glove before it got there. It happened. I get it. But that was huge. It was a huge break. And then all of a sudden you turn around and instead of it being a 2-1 game, uh, it's now a, um, I think it was a 4-1 game. Uh, and, you know, you, you just can't overcome those things. And then it ended up being, uh, you know, they ended up scoring three runs, I believe, in that inning. So they never should have scored three runs in that inning. I think the top of the fifth, it started off 3-1, to one, and then Ozzie scored. Somebody scored for the Braves. I think it was Ozzie. And it was 3-2. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. And then and then couldn't get anybody home. Right. That's what yeah texting about that yes couldn't get anybody yeah. home so um uh, the snakes erupt for three runs in the bottom of the fifth and then the final score ends up being six to three six to two um yeah I, like you said earlier i was impressed with strider I, i'm hoping he gets a, a couple few more shots at starting job because i think he's i think he's good for it um yeah i do too i i, I think he I, I would i hope that you know, we're we're talking about letting this guy go, um, you know, go some more because they've been talking about it. You know, what's the difference of having Strider go four and, and somebody like Tucker Davidson go four, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to finish out? Um, but but I think where I would see them, where I'd envision them when they sent Tucker Davidson back down is now we're going to use Spencer Strider. He's going to be that guy. But then again, you lose that guy in the bullpen. <laughs> That's been very dominant. You know, again, he struck out seven guys, uh, but he's a guy that seems to me like he could throw um, he could throw three pitches and get three outs mm-hmm. uh, because it seems like because he throws the ball down the middle, John. I mean, they're 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 it's not like they're trying to swing at stuff outside or they're he's very you know he's trying to nibble and he's walking guys. He walked right. two guys, and at the end, I think he was getting tired and he walked the last guy, and that's what that's when Snick came out and got him. But he throws the ball down the middle, and he throws the ball very hard down the middle. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it's flat, and sometimes they hit the ball, you know, all over the place. But sometimes they don't. Uh, And I I think he's a guy that deserves, uh, you know, another chance. Uh, You know, they they said he was going to be on a pitch count last night, and that was around 70. And so he got to 71, I think, or something, trying to get out of the inning. He ends up walking the guy. And, um, you know, I, I, I think he's a guy that deserves another shot. And I hope they give it to him, uh, although the pitching matchup is set um, for throughout most of the rest of this week. But I still hope they give him another chance to start. Who would your standout be from this game? It's, it's kind of hard to pick it because there's not much. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would still go back. Um, you know, everybody uh, except Harris and Contreras 
had hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unusual because Contreras, usually that guy's going to get a hit. Uh, but he pinch hit, so he did not uh, DH. He did pinch hit. Um, but everybody had hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm okay there. But I, I still look at Spencer Strider. I love watching that guy pitch. Uh, so that, that would be my guy. Yes, I know. You're going to say, well, he allowed five runs. I'm sure he did. Um, Max Freed pitched six, seven innings before he allowed five runs and still pitched a good game. Right. Um, right. But I, I, I'd probably look at Strider and, and say he's, you know, he would be the guy that I would look at, um, you know, as, as, as my player for that game. So moving on, the the Bravos, the Braves, are still in Arizona. Um, I believe they have two more with Arizona and then a four-game series in Colorado, correct? They do. Yes, absolutely. That's where they go next. Yep. Over um, to Colorado. I believe Morton is on the mound tonight for the Braves. We're speaking on Tuesday morning. Uh, yes, Morton is uh, Morton's going, and then um, it'll be um, it'll be Kyle Wright going on Wednesday. Wednesday's an afternoon game, uh, and uh, so so yeah, really. So we're still playing, uh, you know, tonight. Still playing Tuesday night, and then um, Wednesday, I guess the uh, getaway day, maybe, is where they they travel. Although they don't have that part of travel, it's an afternoon game. And then they'll head out after that and go uh, to uh, go to Colorado. Now I know uh, Madison Bumgarner and Kyle Wright are pitching tomorrow, like you said. Kyle Wright's pitching tomorrow. Um, who's pitching? Right. For, do you know who's pitching for the Rockies tonight? Or the I, no, I don't. I know. I know it's Morton, um, and I'm trying to if my computer uh, would cooperate with me. But you know, my computer not cooperating with me. Imagine that. Um, so I'm looking for it right now. Um, and when you know it, it's, um, oh, is it, uh, da, 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 da. oh, it's, uh, Castellanos, Castellanos is going oh. tonight. That's right. Humberto Castellanos. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's been, uh, 10, he's been in 10 games. He's at eight starts. He's three and two with a 5.22 ERA. Um, and he's pitched, uh, 39, 39 innings, 43 hits, 23 earned runs, 10 walks, 27 Ks. Got you. Uh, if you look in the comparison, if you look at Morton, he's three and three. Uh, ERA, um, yes, you're going to say the ERA is high, five point two eight, but it's coming down, uh, and it's been coming down these last few games. Uh, forty four innings, forty eight hits, twenty six earned runs, twenty walks, which that would be the killer of them all, and forty one Ks. Uh, so, uh, you know, comparison wise. What I would go with on Charlie Morton is the fact that ERA's been coming down, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been coming down uh, rather quickly. Uh, and so that's what I I look at with him. I, I forget the 5.28 ERA. By the way, it was 5.9 a couple weeks ago. Uh, right. So it's coming down, uh, and that's what I that's that's what I like to see is that ERA coming down to more Charlie Morton esque uh, style. So we we already mentioned Kyle Wright going against Madison Bumgarner. That's gonna be a good matchup. I um I think I don't think Bumgarner's as good as he used to be, but I still think he's a presentable threat as a pitcher. No, if you know, if Madison Bumgarner was in that game last night, he probably would have gotten thrown out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he he would not have messed around. Uh, I mean, Bumgarner mad at an umpire just for staring at him, I believe is and he got thrown out. And which the umpire apologized and said he never should have done that. Um and you're right. I don't oh, yeah, know what he was staring at him, staring at him for. But but uh, Mad Bum, you know, uh, he's he's fiery. But you know what? In his heyday, uh, he was a guy you didn't want to 
it did him what a face because he was good at what he did. Uh, he was a very good pitcher. Uh, you know, doesn't necessarily have it as much as what he used to, uh, but he's still a very serviceable guy. That could be a guy that could be a trade target for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to provide a little bit of of um, you know experience for a team that really is lacking that's going down the stretch. Um, so look for that guy maybe to be on the trade block with the Diamondbacks uh, in a tough division as it is uh, with the uh, Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. So look for that guy maybe to be a trade target. Now, I can't remember. It was one year ago, or t- I think it was two years ago, there was a rumor that he was on the trade block and he was coming to Atlanta. He's got. He's from North Carolina, so that would have been a interesting pickup. Yes, he never did. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was a couple years ago uh, that that rumor had was thrown in there, and it and it never materialized. Um, you know, and again, when you John, we talked about it. When you start making those trades, you start having to worry about who you're giving up. Right. Um, and and that's the problem. You know, with a guy like. Um, with a guy like Madison Bumgarner, um, if you're willing to pay the contract, you may not have to give up very much. Right. Um, and that's the problem that even my favorite team, the Lakers, have to worry about with Russell Westbrook. You know, if the Lakers are willing to pay the contract, then they don't have to give up a whole lot to trade it or get, you know. So that's kind of the case with some of these teams. If you're willing to take the contract on, then maybe – we won't, uh, you know, maybe we won't take a whole lot from you. So, anyway. So, we probably won't be able to talk until Friday. So, Thursday night, um, I won't let me see who is going for the Rockies or the Braves on Thursday, Thursday night. Can you see? Um, Thursday, no, I cannot. Right, right now, my computer is uh, playing tricks with me. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, I thought that far ahead, but if you look in the rotation, um, it's uh, let's see, it should be Ian Anderson going on uh, Thursday to open up, and then Max would go on Friday. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. If, if if you were looking at the rotation, that's probably the way that they would go. Max would open up, uh, or Ian Anderson would open up Thursday, and Max would open up Friday, and then you come back with Strider on Saturday and Morton on Sunday. There we go. It should be. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. And the Rockies yeah. are struggling, so hopefully they're able to take advantage of that. I hope so. Yes, sir. Um, well, that's about all I had for this episode. You got anything else to add? No, sir. Just uh, need a win tonight, John, or need a win on Tuesday night, and uh, need a win on Wednesday night and Thursday and Friday. Oh, wait. I'm asking for wins all the time, right? <laughs> I'm always asking for wins. That's what I'm here for. Let's go for wins, right? Yes, sir. Uh, they they need wins. They need wins. We got to get to that 500 mark and get above it. Exactly. Maybe we will. Who knows? We'll get there soon. Who knows? Braves will get yeah, there. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um. So, thanks guys for listening to the episode. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um. You can find us on or you can find us on social media. You can find me at the Blind Donkey Runner. You can find Jeremy. You can find me Facebook. on. The- Yep, you can still find me on the old school Facebook as Jeremy Bell. Absolutely. And you can also find and follow the show at uh, Ethos Braves on Twitter. Um, so Thank you, John. Thanks again for listening to the show, guys, and go Braves. Go Braves.